Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast that wears the cheese. <laughs> Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Cheese doesn't wear us. That's Fuck that cheese, man. Sure. It thinks it wears me. Fuck that cheese. Welcome to the actual season finale of season four, episode 22, Restless. Original air date, 23rd May, 2000. Michaela, we are faced with a conundrum. Mm. A dilemma, I might say. Oh my. How the fuck do we talk about this episode? I have so many things to say. Excellent. You, I have so many notes. <laughs> I took a lot of notes. We have things to say. How spoilery is it? No. Okay. No. Okay. Because, well, this is the thing. So, a lot of this episode is an absurd prophecy dream. Understandable. Most of the prophecy nonsense is stuff you know about. Yes, that's right? true. And, like, the bigger point of it is people dealing with these issues that they have. A lot of it is particular personal issues. Personal issues that have existed, well, I mean, not even just for this season, since the beginning of this show Mm -hmm. and, like, haven't been resolved. And so there, it's a lot of things that you know about. That's true. There are some things in here, but I'm not going to say anything about. Yeah. (laughs) And then in the next three seasons, you'll be like, oh, hey, remember that one line (laughs) from Restless? Honestly... If we're being really fair, there are some things in here that the wiki was like, oh, and later this will happen. And I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. (laughs) This is, they did not plan. This is a like complete coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. Tenuous at best. All right. So there's no cold open. No, it's the warmest open we've ever had. really warm. Oh, toasty. Okay. Credits. I see Mercedes McNabb's name. (laughs) I see Seth Seth Green's name. I see uh, Armin Shimmerman. Yeah. Yep. I see Peace Knight's name come up. I'm like, oh, it's going to be a good time. Oh, man. So, yeah, you see the names. You're hyped. I'm like reading the names and I'm like, oh, he, he's seen them. There's <laughs> no way them. he's missed them For all. once, I've seen them. <laughs> I've seen everything. Yeah. I've seen it all. There was nothing to write about because there was no cold open. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Joyce's name pops up here. Yep. Oh, so good. Okay, so uh, I'm pretty excited. Let's get us all of those people back. Rifi has gone away for a debrief to the Inquisition. Who even cares? Everyone falls asleep after they were going to have a movie night. But yeah, they fall asleep immediately. This what? is immediately post-killing Adam. Yeah. Poor Joyce has finally met Rifi. <laughs> and you're like, Buffy really never comes home. <laughs> really does not. Awkward. Yep. Yeah, I even I wrote a note. I hope Dave sees none of these names. <laughs> Twas not to be. Nope. Oh goodness. So let's start off with Willow's dream. Yeah. Okay, so Willow's dream in general is about her and who she really is. This is an illusion, or it keeps coming back to these things, right? People are saying that she's wearing a costume, she needs to take it off, people know who she really is. And this is an allusion to her bisexuality as well as her progression from being that awkward nerd that she was when we first met her. Because she's pretty cool now. Oh, yeah. She's a cool Wicca college lesbian. Yep. But deep down inside, she thinks that she's still wearing that sack dress. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is why I have a picture of the sack dress. Oh, of course you have a picture of the sack dress. How do you not have a picture of the sack dress? Anyways. Because we've seen it so many times. Listen, we'll we'll get to it later. I guess we've seen it like once. It's 
titled M3 Return of the Sack Dress. <laughs> I titled it's your third picture? Yeah. <laughs> so we'll get to it. Right. So Tara and Willow are having their weird back painting. I mean, it's all Greek to me, really. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, she's dude. writing in Greek, uh, and I was like, yes! Oh, God, you looked so smug. I wish I had a picture of your smug <laughs> Mrs. Face. Mug. I could call him Mrs. Mug. I really, really wanted to get a smug face in this one. I did not manage mm. to. Very mm-hmm. sad about it. Yeah, and so blah, blah, blah. Miss Kitty Fantastico doesn't have a name yet. That's definitely what that's about. They're right. definitely talking about Miss Kitty Fantastico. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who cares what she's writing? And then spooky desert. Ooh, out the window and then something's crawling around in it. And you're yeah. like, a werewolf, perhaps? <laughs> Maybe. Perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah, second appearance of Miss Kitty Fantastico of three, I think. Yeah. It's pretty short, too. Yeah. (laughs) They will definitely bring her up more than we see here, but, like, you don't want to film with a fucking kitten. No. No. That's just a mess. Uh, It's some really good slow mo of the kitten. That's cute. It's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, when is the last time we saw Mr. Pointy? I think it was (laughs) when Kendra died. We've referenced Mr. Pointy since then. Like, once, maybe twice. But, like, how is Buffy just carrying around a stake that you're supposed to recognize as Mr. Pointy? Yeah. I don't know. Right. Willa goes to drama class mm. and encounters a couple fine fellows on her way there. Oz! It's Oz! He's back. So this is the thing about Oz and Olivia and me saying that they're never going to be on the show again. Right, yeah. Because they're not. <laughs> <laughs> when Olivia showed up, I was like, oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> She's not really here. <laughs> no, I she's guess. here though. Yeah, sort of. Right. So we're excited to see Oz. Mm-hmm. We're grossed out by Xander. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Even when Willow's gone in her own dream, Xander is being gross. Right. It's weird. He's just. It's. He's got a gift. Yeah. So Willow. It's the first day of her drama class. She's mm-hmm. gonna be late. And mm-hmm. oh no, it's actually the play. Right. Now, this is when I got very excited because I have picture M1, Mrs. Cowboy. <laughs> Ooh, yes. I mean, this is Harmony, right? Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, oh no, Lord. Oh, preserve me. Oh, God. My Lucas, I don't know. I have this ability to just capture his little face. I you was, are so mean to I know. Him. I really am. I was really hoping he was going to be smug about being cowboy guy because he's so happy. He's so happy. He right. got there early, so he yeah, gets to be the cowboy guy. Cowboy guy. So right, he's not smug. He's just elated, and that's what I've captured in Mrs. Cowboy. Oh Lord, <laughs> you've done a great job. I'm not going to take that away from you. I mean, this does tie back to the nightmare, and it's even referenced the Madam Butterfly thing from Nightmares, where Willow doesn't know what she's supposed to do on stage. Although she's never actually on stage. This is the best goddamn production of Death of a Salesman I've ever seen. Here's the thing. I know nothing about Death of a Salesman. Well, you've got your cowboy guy. You've got your traditional milkmaid. uh, Your flapper from the 30s. So knowing literally nothing Uh about Death of a Salesman, I can only imagine that none of this is in Death of a Salesman. No. Listen, I really have to be very clear about how little I know. (laughs) And this is my only exposure to Death of a Salesman. This episode of this show this is all i know so i think i know what's not in it whenever they're on stage and they emphasize sales man men with your sales it's so good right like 
I don't even really get her whole her whole monologue about men. <laughs> I don't know. Like Buffy's had men trouble, I, I guess. guess. But yeah, oh, it's man. uh it's less resonant, I guess, than funny. Yeah, so Giles is the director, it's great. Mm. Oh, he's so British. Harmony is trying to bite him and he's just really annoyed by it. <laughs> <gasps> yes, it's pretty great. Willow sees herself a cheese man, which generally mm-hmm. does not bode well for for folks. Uh, that, I guess that's true. The cheese man is the harbinger of doom. <laughs> no, the that cheese is his man- purpose. No, <laughs> the cheese man's purpose is to confuse people and to say things that are not relevant. Did anyone see the cheese man and then not have a person try to murder them? I mean, like eventually, but it wasn't immediate. You could say that a dream is the harbinger of doom. <laughs> I'm just being difficult. You are. <laughs> okay, but they do keep saying this thing about Willow stepping on everyone's cues. Right. And I don't really have anything for that. <laughs> do you have any thoughts? Is it just a joke? I guess. I don't know. They keep, yeah, everyone's like, oh, make, Willow, make sure you don't step on my cues. Yeah. Yeah, and you're like, okay, multiple people have said this. What does it mean? All right, I got nothing, so yeah. yeah. She runs into Tara. Tara is going to be in a number of these dreams. Yes. Rather surprisingly, perhaps. I have some stuff to say about that, too. I'm just going to leave it till the end. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. Not leaving it till se- like, season seven or something. No. <laughs> yeah. So there's something's following her, and then... A very unsanitary knife almost stabs her. Right. It's all, like, rusty and not well made. Yeah. That's how you get tinnitus or tetanus or one of those things. I mean, if she stabs you in the ear with it, you probably get both. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah she m- runs into buffy buffy says that the play was over long ago probably stepped on cues or something this is picture m2 so yeah. transparent because oh, i'm obsessed with buffy's Ooh. see-through button-up t-shirt that is good <laughs> yeah over a white t-shirt yeah. sensibly because yeah it's very see-through it's very see-through and i couldn't decide if this was supposed to make buffy look like she was in high school again because Harmony's hair in this scene is very high schoolish, mm. but I I don't know. Anyways, yeah. yeah. But and then she rips Willow's costume off, and Willow keeps insisting this is just her outfit. But underneath we have the Return of the Sack dress. I mean, they nailed this thing. This is almost yeah. exactly what she was wearing. And it's very interesting how the long wig makes her look so much younger. Mm-hmm. And I understand that that's probably why she had long hair and probably why they cut it when she went to college mm-hmm. because she looks like this could be from season one yeah. almost. It's pretty uncanny. I'm not sure Alison Hannigan has actually aged at all. No, it seems like she hasn't. Maybe yeah. she's the vampire. <laughs> that's the <laughs> twist of season seven. Oh no, I ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, then... Right. She sees Oz and Tara canoodling a little bit <laughs> oh. in the classroom. And it's it's pretty it's pretty harsh, honestly. Yeah. Like Oz says something like, Oh right, I should have warned you. <laughs> and you're like, Whoa, buddy, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then uh Willow gets attacked by what I have dubbed some sort of Inca mummy girl. <laughs> She is so mummy-ish. There's so many wrappings happening. There's a lot of bandages around her. And I was like, oh, it's an Inca mummy girl. Meant to make her look, I don't know, primitive in some way? Yeah. It's... We're going to be stepping back into awkward territory with Buffy here. Yep, (laughs) we sure are. (laughs) The stereotypes, you know. 
Okay, uh, and right, gets choked by the right. Inca Mommy girl and starts choking IRL slash in everyone else's dreams. Yes. Which brings us into Xander's dream. Xander, Xander, Xander. Xander's dream is full of sexy ladies. <laughs> it is. It sure is. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, okay, so yeah, they start off watching Apocalypse Now because, hey, he's an army man, right? I guess, yeah. And then we come into our first segment. Ooh. Red alert. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Main and intercept course of the Romulan ship. Shields up. Load all torpedo bays. Stand by phasers. Warp factor 8. Engage. Oh, boy. I've got a picture for this one as well. Joyce's fly as <laughs> fly hell. Fly as hell! Holy yep. shit. Joyce also hasn't aged a damn day. No, that's yep. very true. She's looking great. She's looking so good. She's just double red silk <laughs> it's just a outfit. lot of red silk happening oh, yeah, yeah it's good <laughs> it's it's yeah and she's just straight up hitting on xander like i don't even, that's not even a strong enough word yeah propositioning xander right i think is seducing yeah. yeah there's an interesting thing that keeps happening with but like when the sexy ladies are inviting mm-hmm. xander essentially right is there the the voice will be playing and then their, their mouth lips are not, is moving. not moving. Right. When what is that supposed to imply? Well, remember when Xander could read everyone's minds? Because that's what it feels like. <laughs> is like this is what Xander assumes or hopes that they're thinking mm-hmm. and is hearing it, mm-hmm. and then this confirms his <laughs> grossness. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's very young man's dreams this entire thing oh no it's (laughs) yeah willow later on like holy hell (laughs) oh yeah yeah that's cold shower time for sure uh right some stuff about xander being after conquest or uh comfortador comfortador yes comfort and right everyone's propositioning him this whole thing is about him being i mean propositioned by attractive young ladies yep. but then then unable to follow through on that and moreover being stuck in his basement apartment everything basically leads being trapped back to the basement. in his shitty life yes yeah and anya talks about how he's not moving forward <laughs> there's a lot of stuff about him being stuck He's very stuck. Yes. I mean, gravity doesn't apply to watchers, but it's clear that he is not a watcher. And this idea that Spike has somehow replaced him, <laughs> right? Like, like oh. Giles is like, Spike, you're like a son to me. And Xander <laughs> looks hurt by this as though he remembers when he was like a son to Giles. And you're like, what? Spike and Giles on the swing. It's so good. Uh, <laughs> a watcher scoffs at gravity. Kills me every time. Because except for Giles's dream, this is all how people see the stuffy British people in their lives yeah. or the British people at all. And Xander's conception is <laughs> full, like, three-piece Tweet suit at all times. fuck. <laughs> and yeah, they're just so proper and British, yeah. even when they're on their swings. And this is the interesting thing. In this scene, so, you know... So far, I mean, Xander is sexualizing Joyce. He's mm-hmm. sexualizing Willow and Tara. Buffy is playing in a sandbox and calls him Big Brother. Right. And so you could argue that this is Xander because he looks kind of shocked when she calls him Big Brother. Yes. And this is Xander realizing finally, oh, maybe this whole Buffy thing isn't going to happen. Maybe she's like a sister to me. 
You're saying these words, and I want to believe them. You don't believe them. I want to, though. In the in the core of my heart, I would love to believe these words that you tell me. I've been burned so many times I by know. this damn show. I'm aware. And by Xander in particular. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and his feelings towards Buffy. I mean, big brother, like, okay, little sister. You've got all sorts of little sister, like, parallels coming in here, right? And maybe that becomes relevant next episode. Who knows? Yeah, it's good times. It'll, it'll be fine. <laughs> I love the terrible green screening as ice cream truck Xander <laughs> yeah, uh, and Anya start talking. Yeah. It's just, it's so shittily done. Because they just don't give a fuck. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be terrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah, Anya's hair just doesn't, like, it. Yeah. it's all it jaggedy around mm, the hair. It's it doesn't so work bad. at all. As long as you don't look at her head or body at all, you're or fine. the background yeah. and what's happening with the steering wheel or like how much they're bouncing versus <laughs> what the background is doing. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, it's really good. I also like when Anya explains that she has learned to drive the van by gesturing wildly yeah. in the direction that she wants to go. Yeah, and then she just sort of starts to wave her hands to steer the van. It's and, just great stuff. I mean, this is a great example of uh, showing and not telling, because we don't need to have seen this argument happen to know that it's happened so many times. Oh, or yeah. Not even argument, just, you know, Anya's along for the ride and pushing Xander towards where she wants to go with her wild gesticulations. You, you think that Anya's a bit of a backseat driver? Yep. Is that what you're saying? I could believe that. <laughs> or Xander thinks that she is. Yes, I guess that's all that matters, what Xander thinks. It's true. I mean, right he now. does look behind him and see Willow and Tara, <laughs> and they are looking very good. <laughs> Do you have a picture of this? No. Not garbage. It just felt <laughs> No, I was really looking at it and I was like, I'm not taking a picture of this. No. I'm not keeping photographic evidence. And yeah, I mean, their makeup is like... like I don't even know. Is stripper a strong enough word? I think strippers. Yeah. yeah. Stripper's right. And they're dressed very provocatively. Mm -hmm. And they're basically like, hey, Xander, we, two lesbians, <laughs> would like you to come back here and join us, as is the lesbian way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a dumbass. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. Yeah, but unfortunately for him, as he starts to crawl to the back of the van, mm -hmm, instead he finds himself, oh, basement. Back in the basement, wacky. Is this when we finally see Uncle Rory? Oh, okay. Or I wasn't sure later? whether this was Uncle Rory or his dad. So it is unclear. Right. My assumption is that that's Uncle Rory, just because that's the only male that like figure in his life that has ever been mentioned right because he's mentioned his mom before i think and mm -hmm. mentioned uncle rory and i don't think <gasps> is uncle rory his mom's boyfriend oh oh my shit. god he just has to call him uncle rory oh shit and it's his mom's friend <gasps> that's excellent headcanon oh my god <laughs> so we see a bit of xander's home life here or Again, because it's all dreams, it doesn't make a great case for it not just being how he feels about his home life. Mm. Like, we've seen that, yeah, his family drinks around the holidays, right. for sure. It's not great to be around them. No. We do not know what sort of severity we're looking at here. No. Is it, I like, 
from this episode, I would say more on the side of like emotional neglect rather than abuse. Abuse. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you're right about that because again, this is really the most information we're probably ever going to get about this. And maybe it's mildly emotionally abusive, but that's kind of a hard read, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, we don't actually see Uncle Rory here. We see the uh, the cheese man, of course, who says that the cheese won't protect Xander. Oh, yeah. From Uncle Rory is later, but that's okay. Trying to get a, uh, yeah, trying to get at him from upstairs. And then, like, we go back to Sunny D High School, and it's green in the foreground and red the in the background. I don't know what colors are about. I, okay. I got nothing. Excellent. And the wiki is not helpful. <laughs> I mean, could I have done a deep dive into fan theories about this? Sure. Yes, I could yeah, have. absolutely. I did not. Yeah. The wiki really feels like the best sort of... Um, More neutral. It's yeah, yeah, neutral and sort of like the amalgamation of the things that are generally Accepted. perceived to yeah. be true. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so there's nothing about the colors. I don't know why Giles is speaking French. I guess just because Xander... Well, Xander doesn't under fucking stand anything that's being said yeah, around him constantly. So yeah, like Xander shows up at the college and Giles is like, oh, what are you doing here? And then Xander doesn't understand anything that's happening. So mm-hmm. probably something to do with that. I mean, food watch here. Food watch. Giles is eating his apple yep. the entire time. You're like, yeah. A <laughs> uh, little bit through here, we've seen the Inquisition doing some stuff with Xander because that's another one of his feelings is like, I mean, emasculated by this very very competent organist well that whoa whoa yeah. whoa, whoa. what have i even said mildly competent this mildly competent but, organization but something that is inherently perceived as masculine yep. and surrounded by these army guys who are more masculine than him in this sense of being actual soldiers where he's a pretend soldier from two seasons ago right yeah <laughs> So there's a bunch of that, and then we get into more Apocalypse Now type stuff as he tries to escape his apartment again. And then here we have our second segment. Everyone's favorite scene. <laughs> Peace nigh another day. Our best segment ever. <gasps> so when Peace Nye is like lying down... And in the in the shadow, did you know it was him? I did not. Oh, it's even better. <laughs> it's even better. It had to get like light up to a certain point, and then I was like, "Peace <gasps> night, you came back, yeah. buddy. It's been so long." Oh, so good. So uh, he's putting down Xander here. Yeah, I just got a bunch of mean things to say to him. Well, Xander is. One of the people that Peace Nye hates, a student, right. right, of his, former student of his. And, well, for Xander, Principal Snyder was always this figure who just thought he was a garbage failure person, yeah. right? And who he, as he says, is not upset, got eaten by a giant snake. <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> but you know what? Like, the segment in general, let's just acknowledge that it's fun to have all these people come back for cameos. We got our Oz that we've already seen. We've got Peace Nye here. We're going to see Olivia. And I'm like, would it have been so hard to get Larry and maybe Jesse back here? All the fan favorites. I love that you brought up Jesse, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, I'm going to have my own segment now called Let's All Get Really Sad. Is this a good place for it? No, but you brought up Larry, so we're fucking doing it. So 
here are the people Joss wanted in this episode. Oh. <laughs> so in the classroom scene, he wanted Larry. Yeah. And Cordelia. Obviously. What the fuck is Cordelia not doing in the right? there? Amy. Yeah. <laughs> Which brings up a lot of questions about Amy Rat. But yes. instead of Olivia pushing the baby carriage, he wanted J Cal. That makes a lot yep. more sense. Yeah. He wanted Faith to fucking be in it. Yeah. Where the fuck right? is Faith? In Buffy's bedroom telling her, like, that whole scene. So that whole with scene. Tara, yeah, yeah. That should have been Faith. Yeah. That whole scene at the end with Tara in the desert should have been Angel. Oh, yeah. Which makes a fuck ton more sense. Yeah. And those are all the people that he was like, it'd be great to have these people in doing these things that he did not get. <laughs> Instead, we had Amy show up for a naked scene. <laughs> Earlier in the season, yes. Yeah. The worst part about this to me is that Angel and Cordelia are on another show that Joss ostensibly controls. Right. But there was a conflict with the shooting schedule. <laughs> They're both of your shows, Joss. I understand You've done so schedules. Many fucking crossovers too. <laughs> right. Like schedules are hard, sure. Sure. But how? Make it fucking work. Right? Yeah, because Tara, it would have been a lot better if she was replaced by more relevant people in general. Yeah, and she, instead Tara's just everywhere, and you're She's like... She's everywhere for no... It, for a reason that we might see. Well, no. No? No. Okay. She's everywhere because I think she makes the most sense as like a through line sort of being this guide figure for people. Sure. She seems to have... She seems to have this sort of prophetic information that she's not quite saying, and she kind of keeps saying similar things. So it, in a way, it does make sense that it keeps being the same person. But like, if it was Faith and then Angel, it would make a fuck ton more sense. I'm glad to see Olivia, but Jake Hal would have been such a get. Well, and he wanted to have Jake Hal pushing the baby carriage when they're outside of the crypt, and then still have Olivia crying beside oh, it inside. Yeah. Okay. Because then Giles sort of moves through, yep. like, both. Yeah. And that would be great, That'd be too. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, instead. I mean, I'm not upset that we get Oz and we get Harmony and Princess Snyder and Olivia. That is great. Mm -hmm. But it just, if you could have just gotten everyone, <laughs> think of how much happier you would have been to see everyone's little faces oh, again. God. Lair. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine how long that fucking credits or, like, post-credits scroll of names would have been you just would have been like the hype would have just been <laughs> fucking building well and this is kind of the thing too no one's given that much to do because they can't because it's a, a pretty busy episode already yes. when so, it would yeah. have been come be on our show for a, a couple of minutes yeah 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 you come in for a couple hours yeah. of shooting yeah which again it should be easy to schedule that right they barely need them Ah. Uh, so Xander stands up after talking to Peace Nye and, oh right, he it briefly goes through Giles' place where he sees Willow choking on the couch mm, and yes. that seems bad. And then he gets chased through a whole bunch of other places, ends up back at his own place. Uncle Rory comes down the stairs right. or his father or Uncle Rory, which is the best read of that I've oh. heard. And then uh, Inca Mummy Girl, as Uncle Rory goes to punch him, it's Inca Mummy Girl and she takes his heart out. So here's the thing. Mm -hmm. The way in which everyone is killed mm -hmm. in their respective dreams is supposed to be indicative of what they contributed to the spell. Right. Which 
then, you know, we had a lot of questions about what is Xander doing here? He's the heart. He's the heart. He's the power of heart. The garbagest power of all. Willow being strangled is somehow indicative of her being the spirit. <laughs> okay. Giles is obviously the brains. The brains, yeah. No Sumerian. And then Buffy's the punching. Right. <laughs> because her and the first Slayer actually fight. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Xander gets his heart ripped out because he's the heart. I was kind of surprised it didn't match up better to the tarot cards, or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But actually, tarot I guess cards. did Willow have Spiritus? Oh, she might have. I think Xander was Manus, though. I don't know, but like, what tarot cards are weird, right? <laughs> what does Manus mean? Hands. That's like a heart. <laughs> or it's like the card that Buffy's given later, and oh. she says she doesn't need it. Because she's not going to punch her way through this problem. Although she does. Oh, that's not what that means. We'll get to that bullshit. Oh, <laughs> we'll get to that. Oh, I'm excited now. Oh, okay. you shouldn't be. So that's that's uh, Xander's dream. And then we come into the best dream. This is the best dream. Which is Giles' dream. It's so good. It's so good. It's fucking... Oh. <laughs> so as we go along too, things kind of seem to get less uh, metaphorical. Because mm-hmm. we start off with Willow. Everyone's just saying sort of vague things about like, oh, you're already in costume. Right. We get up to Giles and he's just... <laughs> Buffy's literally dressed as his daughter and they're with he's with his little family that he doesn't have because he of his life as a watcher. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then it gets incredibly literal when he starts singing his feelings. <laughs> the spell we cast with Buffy must have released some primal evil that's come back seeking i'm not sure what so okay first off i'm sad that there's an old in the bronze right right okay uh, wait are we starting with the bronze no, no. let's let's go back but okay. yeah it, it does get very literal i yes. guess is my point when yes. he starts singing these things and it's a great song but it's the two things he likes most in the world exposition and singing oh shit <laughs> He's combined his He's passions. Combined his passions. Anyways, so it's a carnival in the cemetery. It's of course. Fucking delightful. Buffy is his daughter. Yep. His and Olivia's daughter. Yep. Uh, Olivia's pushing a stroller along. It's all empty. It is empty. Now, Olivia, I love Olivia. Mm-hmm. And I have a picture called Whose Idea Was This? And that is not about Olivia. That is about... Who put this lip color on Olivia and this eyeshadow on Olivia? Disappointing. They are not flattering. No. Olivia is better than this. Mm -hmm. I feel like she would look better without any makeup than this. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just, if they're trying to just make her look like a mom and this is what they came up with. Hmm. It's overdone. It's just, it's it's way overdone. Right. Uh, so Buffy's trying to impress Giles. It doesn't work. So we get picture M5, Mrs. Unimpressed. <laughs> or, if you prefer, Mr. Sun Impressed. <laughs> He's impressed with the sun. Yeah. I like that we've now flipped back on that. <laughs> I know. I mean, Mr. Sun Impressed is pretty good. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that's a, that's a great picture. Uh, this is when Buffy's trying to throw the balloon at the vampire. Yeah. Uh, or the ball. Grr, the, like, it's, well, it's Dracula. Yeah. Yeah. It is Dracula. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I mean, Giles is disappointed in her. She throws it. It hits. Uh, they go into Spike's crypt. He calls them in. Yeah. And then, I mean, Giles walks through. 
He's is he wearing like a long coat at this point or something? Oh, do we want to do this now? Yeah, absolutely. I have a picture from later called World's Worst Coat oh. M8. Oh, yeah, there it is. It's a garbage coat. I don't it's, He's paired it with a uh, long sweater and jeans too, and which like, is not the right outfit. What material is it made out mm. of? It's so light. It's polyester. Oh, it's like a long dark polyester coat. It's mm. disgusting. Yeah, good times. Uh Spike is <laughs> I blazed past a picture. <laughs> and I just read the caption. So Spike has uh, has taken up the good life of posing for pictures in manner most spooky. Well, he's he hired does, himself out at the carnival right. as an attraction. He does a very good Bella Lugosi by like oh, putting both so arms good. over his face and making spooky his, faces. His poses are just gold. Every pose is amazing. I mean, this is good. This is thematic because, yeah, the black and white mm-hmm. of Spike is harking back to the Bella Lugosi Dracula days, which were pretty silly yes they and, were i mean spike is the silliest vampire he, around oh by far <laughs> and he's fully embraced that now which is good because he's sillier than boy band vampire if mm. we're being oh, very yeah. honest yeah for yeah. sure uh olivia's yeah crying over the empty stroller that is overturned now it's yeah it's it's a sad image because mm-hmm. the stroller's just beside her and yeah this is this is now the last we will see of olivia yeah. of what could have been, maybe, if Giles wasn't into so much weird shit. <laughs> I mean, honestly, she's much safer not being part of his life. Right? Like, I don't know. I feel like if my significant other was murdered by an insane vampire, I would be pretty hesitant to get back into that dating pool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it does bring us to your next picture, which is M6 Ultimate Face-Off. <laughs> Which I appreciate. So Spike is striking a number of fun poses, and his final pose is something that we would both instantly recognize as a John Travolta-esque arms flung wide in face-off pose. Some might compare it to Christ. Listen, I saw that, and I was like, the cycle is complete. (laughs) Ultimate (laughs) face-off. Uh, I love that John Woo had John Travolta do that in Face Off. I love that Spike now does it here. The best part about it being done in Face Off is that John Travolta does it and then it flashes. To all the doves? No, I think it flashes to like a picture of Jesus. yeah, yeah. No, a statue or something. As if it wasn't obvious enough. (laughs) It just like shoves it in your face and you think... A masterclass in filmmaking. We got it, though. Okay, yeah. But no, I saw Spike do that, and I was like, ah! <laughs> This will be one of my nine pictures. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> okay, so then we see the cheese man again. This is the best line. He wears the cheese. The cheese does not wear him. Yep. Giles blazes on past that into the bronze. We got an old in the bronze. Oh. We're sad about that. There are other olds. His band is just full of olds. Oh, so olds. Anya's here. She's doing her stand-up routine. <laughs> Honestly, I love it. It's so good. It really is. Ver- well, it's terrible, but it's very good. Yes. And in the end, she tells the joke and then explains why it was funny. There's a humorous conclusion yeah. <laughs> that they're going to miss. Yes. <laughs> See, it was the duck and not the man that spoke. Yeah, it's great. Absolutely wonderful. Willow and Xander are doing some research and Giles is trying to think this all over. I guess, so Giles is dream is him working through he should be smart enough to take on any problem and he feels like he's failed in that in some way so giles's dream is by far the shortest Mm -hmm. right and it could be 
and this is from the wiki, not me, because he is, he's thinking about it. And I mean, he figures it out pretty quickly, <laughs> right? Yeah. It doesn't take him very long. So then he really can't be allowed to have a long dream. Fair. Because will he be able to do something once he's figured it out? Potentially. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so then when he finally does figure it out and he's like, oh, if I had just figured this out five seconds sooner, this blood watch wouldn't have happened to me. <laughs> oh, that blood watch. So, it's a garbage blood watch. Yeah. But um, this is my picture M7. Ooh. What is this hair? Did you not notice Willow's absurd hair? What is that hair? <laughs> okay, so she's got a high ponytail going That's on. That's like half up. And the bangs or the side bangs are not doing there's, appropriate things. There's a, a section of hair on the top of her head. That's been formed into a troll doll-esque yeah. ponytail. Not as high, but it's... It's bad. Yeah, it's real bad hair. It's not It's not good. That's bad hair. It's bad hair. So Giles does leap up onto stage and give us another sample of his singing. And it's so, such good exposition. <laughs> and then it ends with, try not to bleed on my couch. I just had, had it steamed. steam cleaned, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm in for that. I've got to warn Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> It's so barely a song. It's really, yeah, it's barely a song. Hit me uh, close enough. Yeah, something goes wrong with the mic. He has to go trace the cable. And then we get our blood watch as he gets scalped by the Inca Mummy girl. And, like, it's very thick. Are there brains in it? Like There are bits of something in it's it. It's so chunky and thick and yeah. a strange color. Guys, like, head wounds bleed a lot. Mm. There should be a lot of just, like, Straight up blood. Yeah. Like a lot. Instead, uh... Garbage. Just, we get this garbage. Mm-hmm. And then we get into Buffy's dream. Possibly <gasps> the final dream of the episode. Hopefully. <laughs> fuck. Joyce gets a dream. Riley gets a dream. <laughs> Fucking everyone gets a dream. Right? Know? Even though they weren't part of the spell, it's fine. Yeah. Okay, so Buffy gets spooked in her bed in the dorm by Inca Mummy Girl hanging right. upside down over her. Wakes up in the house, wakes up again to see that the bed is not made. And she's like, fuck, Faith and I just fucking made that thing. And you're like, man, wouldn't it be fucking great if Faith was here? Yeah. She's not. I really expected to see Faith in this episode. It's Tara. Yeah. (laughs) It is Tara. Okay, so let's do this then. This is picture M9. Mm. Absolute garbage. So I've superimposed two things. Okay. So on Buffy's clock. Yeah. It says, the, the, it's a Sony clock, but the O and the Y have been blacked out. So it says Sun AM. What's Sun AM? It's Dawn. Oh my What's God. What's the Manus card upside down say? Does it say Sun AM? Uh. <laughs> I'm just so mad now. <laughs> so both of these things say Sun AM. And the clock reads 730, which is what it read like essentially a year ago, right? When... Mm-hmm. Is yeah, it Little Miss Muffet? Yeah, yeah, countdown from 730. So it still says 730, and Tara's like, oh, that's completely wrong, because right. it's, it's like half that now. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's very low yeah. now. That, wow, that's garbage. <laughs> it's absolute garbage is what that is. Oh, my God. Manus is Sun AM. <laughs> yeah. I would really like to be very clear that I did not come up with this. No. <laughs> no, no. I really no. didn't. <laughs> I mean, they're laying it on much thicker than that as <laughs> Tara's like, oh, you made the bed? For who? 
Yeah. And then as Buffy leaves to go find her friends, she's like, be back before dawn. Yeah. And you're like, okay. I mean, that is another word for sun AM. (laughs) (laughs) We got another picture coming up from me. Good. Yeah. Uh, This is the cherry dress. Guys, you're going to need to go to our Facebook page. Like, I'm sorry. I have so many pictures. pictures for this. Yeah. I know I went overboard, but there's just so many things that I had to get pictures of. I really like the cherry dress. I like the cherry dress, too. I think it's really nice. It's really... This style of dress looks very good on Buffy. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime she wears a dress, I don't know what style this is. I'm not going to try and figure it out. It just looks... It looks great. It does look good. Love it. And then... (laughs) Right. Joyce is, like, living in the school wall... (laughs) And that's probably fine. This is a pretty fun scene for Joyce. She sees Xander go off somewhere. Yeah, it's it's a fun scene for Joyce. It comes into our final segment as we do the Joyce thing, and then we're going to get some Ri-Fi soon. The segment is called mm, What You Say. Mm, what You Say mm, That you only meant well Well, of course you did mm, What You Say it's sort of about how I'm probably writing down in my notes all the things that I shouldn't be writing down and then missing all of the things that are actually important. Almost certainly. Yeah. <laughs> and this entire time, like, this has been 30 minutes now of me just being like, I wrote down that and then I missed some other. Th- Was that the important part that I just missed? And I feel like this really gets at the heart of why people don't like this episode. Yeah. Is because it's. As a new viewer, it does not reward you. No. It doesn't even reward you for being a... An avid viewer. An avid viewer up to this point. Yeah. If you are watching this as it airs, this episode can only piss you off. Because you're like, what does all of that mean? Right now, the vast majority of it means nothing. So you can loop around, watch it again, and you get... I got a bunch of the, like, symbology stuff of the people working through their own problems the first time. That was fine. I feel like if I watched it again, I would get a lot more about this whole first Slayer thing. Because I feel like hints are dropped all over the place about that that I sort of missed. There are, yeah. Not all over the place, but a few. And then I would still be missing that final third of, like, what happens in season five, six, and seven. Other than Dawn. I know Dawn. I would say the vast majority of the prophetic nonsense is about Dawn. Right. Right. There are some other things that, again, I just feel are really grasping. <laughs> They're stretching. <laughs> They're yeah. very stretching. Uh, this whole Joyce in the wall thing, we'll see. Okay. Sure. We'll see. It, it's dirty in there. She shouldn't be living in the wall. Why is the there school. a mouse playing with her knees? Doesn't that sound like it's potentially sexual yes. in like a way that makes you really uncomfortable? I think this is just both be- or because we're both Belinda fans. <laughs> I was thinking about this, and I I think it's just tainted us in some way. We're like, man, Rocky would think that knees are sexy. Voles, whatever. Anything could be, I guess. Yeah. If you're Rocky. Sure. So, yeah, it's a weird scene. I guess we'll get back to it before that other thing I know happens. Yep. Or after. Who's to say? Who's to say? I don't know. Hopefully before that. <laughs> Rifi's Surgeon General now, which is good. <laughs> so funny. It's so funny. I love Buffy's idea of the military. Yeah. We're like Surgeon General. <laughs> it's the highest. 
and I, military rank. I really like when they give Mark Lucas nonsense to deliver mm-hmm. because he's his conviction oh, for the, the nonsense. Yes. Really, it comes it through. It works so well. Does. His ability to deliver a line really straight <laughs> is it's great. Yeah. Like yeah, he's he's really into world domination now. It's a whole thing. Right. So he's sitting here with a young fellow who we have seen before. Did you did you recognize? Oh, zero percent. Because he's his voice is obviously completely different, and his entire body yeah. is completely different. It's Adam. His height, without any face makeup. His height is the same, and I mean, I but he's sitting down. I immediately knew it was Adam. You can still tell how tall he is. Sure, but he's not jacked. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing like a dumpy yeah shirt, like button down yeah. shirt. Yeah, no, it is Adam though, yes. and he's here and. Some talk about the demon inside Buffy, which is more relevant to this episode, really, than most others, I think. A lot of the the point of this, too, is Riley keeps calling her killer. Mm-hmm. And it has a lot to do with this whole idea that the Slayer is not a killer. Like, those are two right. separate ideas. And Riley has this inability to separate that. Which is, again, kind of problematic when it's one person's view of another person. But reflected in their dreams. Riley has never been shown yeah. to understand shades of gray. That's everything true. everything is black and white to the Inquisition, and that is where Riley learned everything he knows about this world. Yep. And his idea that the Slayer is a killer and that not being two distinct ideas. Yeah, I think that Buffy would know yeah. he has that somewhere down deep inside of him. Did he feel bad at all for Adam because he's no longer woke? <laughs> Oh, I'm not sure. I don't know. You know, he's definitely not jacked in. So I guess he's, he's not, not jacked in. He's alive. not alive anymore. Yeah. 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 I do like how the scene ends with them saying, this could be trouble. We better make a fort. I'll get some pillows. Then there's a bunch of stuff about Buffy getting mud on her face. And this came up in Giles's dream. Mm-hmm. And I forgot to write it down. And then it comes up in Buffy's dream here where she has a duffel bag of mud and then starts smearing it all over her face. I've got nothing. Like a mask? <laughs> it is mask-like. I don't know if it has sort of like a warrior face paint aspect to it. It's very spa mask. It's very spa mask. It's so clayy. Yeah. yeah. It just comes off as spa mask. So, mm. I don't know. When she's sticking her hands in the goop, you're like, oh, that's goopy. Mm-hmm. Then she starts putting it on her face, and you're like, oh, well. That'd be great for her pores, man. Yeah, no, her pores are going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> then she goes back to the desert. Woo! She's never going to find her friends here. We come to Summer Tara, I think I've called yeah, it. Yeah, no. Yeah. She's wearing some sort of desert outfit and has come to act as a voice for the voiceless. And, like, it, I mean, it just would have made a lot more sense if Angel was wearing this outfit, you know? <laughs> Oh, Angel, his midriff exposed in a flowing pink skirt. I would have Can died. you picture it? Uh, I'm picturing I it. Oh, I can. It's insane, it's everyone. Great, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's good times. Uh, the ancient evil is here too, except it's not an ancient evil. It's the first Slayer. Oh, boy. And She's pissed. She's Yeah, angry at Buffy because Slayers are supposed to be alone. She was alone, and then they summoned her strength to, like, defeat Adam, but they did it by working together, so that's, like, not her thing. 
Well, the power of the Slayer is supposed to be for the Slayer. Mm. And in a way, they all use that power together. Right. And yeah, it's a lot of the Slayer doesn't have friends. The Slayer doesn't have a life. Mm -hmm. The Slayer is just supposed to be. I mean, I think what she says is I live in the action of death. Right. Which is just this implication that that, that's really what we're going to be struggling with, I guess, in season five is this idea of the slayer representing death and like the purpose of the slayer being to be a killer and how buffy has been fighting against that this entire time yep then buffy has a quick fight sure walks away from the fight wakes up or does she cheese guy doesn't even get a line in this yeah he just gets to shake some cheese at her (laughs) (laughs) like just leans in from the side of the shot shakes some cheese and then is gone yeah yeah she wakes up or does she no she didn't wake up no got stabbed a little bit but then she wakes up or does she yes she does in this case are you sure no we're never sure because they don't have goddamn totems and even that fuck what's the end of that movie even let's not do this (laughs) actually i really like that you know she's getting stabbed and she just kind of like is sort of like are you are you done? I'm pretty over this. And that works for some reason. It's pretty ambiguous as to how she <laughs> She just like defeats. doesn't really care. Yeah. Yeah. So in that way, she used something that wasn't her fists to end a conflict. That was the real magic of all. <laughs> I don't know. The real magic here is Xander having another awkward encounter with Buffy's mom. Yeah. Because that's great. You know, she wants him to be her little kitchen helper and he's flustered. He's like, oh, hey there, Joyce. I mean... Buffy's mom. (laughs) Yo, Joyce just wants to give them that sweet, sweet HC, you know? Hot chocolate, yes. (laughs) See, I wanted everyone to guess what HC meant in case they couldn't remember that Joyce was offering them hot chocolate. What could it be? Hot something. so mad what else does the c stand for use your imaginations listeners (laughs) okay and that's our episode and that's our season is there is there a little button about you haven't even begun buffy probably because doesn't she she goes off somewhere on her own oh she looks at the empty room right her empty room right it's dark right and then right there's we get tara's voice again right saying she hasn't even begun sure that's gonna she's gonna begin next season i mean it's fine yeah yeah. It's going to, oh, see if she's going to become, we're going to becoming part three. <laughs> the one where Buffy <laughs> stalks Angel. <laughs> so that's our episode. How did you like that? A great time. I had a great time. I had a an interesting time. Anything that involved Spike yeah. just warmed my heart. Spike was great. There were a lot of great moments. We both watched it with a respective person. Yeah. And both of them hated it. <laughs> a lot. And I see why. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's as I said, indulgent nonsense. Yeah. Because you being a person who vaguely knows things that are going to happen next season, potentially in season six, at least had some ideas about some stuff. Mm-hmm. The person that I watched it with, who is th- as, about as pure as you can get spoiler wise, was just... <laughs> oh, he's gonna be so mad next episode oh no yeah that's gonna be good yep huh. yeah there's a reason it's a divisive episode right now 
as we said on IMDb, it does have quite a high rating. Yeah. And on that episode or on the, the website, yeah, the aggregator, it is number eleven. Wow. So Holy overall, shit. people do like getting jost. Yes. I think is the bottom line. And this is, as a lot of reviews say, this is like pure Whedon right mm-hmm. now. This is him just going fucking hog wild on this thing. I love it. Yeah. But again, I I cannot be objective about it. Because, I mean, I go into it knowing what it's going to be. And then I know, I would say I know most of, as it's happening, I know most of like, oh, okay, that's what that is. That's what that is. And then afterwards I read the wiki and I'm like, oh, right. I didn't, didn't catch that. Yeah. Oh, neat. And I'm just delighted right. by it all. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's an experience for sure. I was Season mostly in it for finale. the cheese man. Yeah, I know you were. <laughs> yeah, and I wasn't disappointed. He's great. It's that whole thing we were talking about of subverting the trope, mm-hmm. having a season finale be prophetic nonsense instead of <laughs> it's all prophecy dreams. Instead of it being let's kill the bad guy, right? It's like, hey, when's this dream sequence gonna end? All right, before we get on to anything else, like, season wrap-up-wise, let's wrap this episode up. Good. Uh, favorite outfit. That's so hard. I have so many pictures, you know. Oh, God. Most of them aren't outfits. No, a lot of them contain outfits, though. Sure. That's true. So, there are two options. Either I go with... Oh, See, if Angel was wearing that dress, obviously that would be the winner. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's just headcanon now right oh no joyce so there's joyce's red alert there's the cherry buffy or i could just go in completely the opposite direction and pick that coat i hate so much on giles (laughs) why do you even do that i know um i actually just think i'm gonna go cherries yeah cherry dress was great cherry dress is a great dress leaves an impact but it's a good one and interestingly it sort of it, I kind of feel like it ties up this whole red family of color nonsense. At the bottom, there is a red layer and then there's a hot pink layer right. of fabric. And it's just, it's like the culmination of the only color they knew how to dress their goddamn actors in this season. Red and there's so red adjacent. God, there's <laughs> yeah. so much orange on Willow and her poor hair. Poor hair. Okay. Who won the episode? The cheese man. I mean. <laughs> I could go Cheese Man. I could go Giles. Oh, yeah. He gets to sing and he figures everything out. He gets like mildly scalped, but he doesn't seem to be that put off by it. No, all things considered. Yeah. Hmm. It's tough. I'd say Buffy don't, definitely doesn't win. Don't you win this episode, Michaela? <laughs> don't, doesn't everyone who's seen the rest of this show win? Yeah. <laughs> this. This is the most they have given Giles to do mm. all season, I oh. would say. Other than that episode where he got to be a demon. Even that even was then, not... Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm happy to give it to Giles. All right. Happy with that. What do you think Taylor Kingston called this episode? Oh, my God. I mean, the one with all the dreams? Wrong. Ooh, uh, the one with the first slayer? I'll give you a hint. Taylor Kingston does not care for this episode. The one that's the worst. <laughs> the one I hate. <laughs> wow. I don't mean to be rude, but this episode sucks so bad. <laughs> it's my absolute least favorite episode from the series. Oh it's boring. God. It's irrelevant. You can skip it and miss nothing. That's fair. That's 
not untrue. <laughs> There's no big season finale moment or cliffhanger. It, subver- it subverts expectations. It's so dumb. I honestly hate this episode. <laughs> I was going to give it a 1 out of 10. But because it has Oz in it. What? And it is his last episode. I decided to bump that lousy 1 up to a 2. Oh my god! <laughs> Every time I have a Buffy marathon, I skip through this episode. Probably watching 3 or 4 minutes of it. Or I skip it entirely and move on to the next season. I was so disappointed with this episode. I honestly just can't believe they decided to go with this episode as the season finale. I would have much rather had the episode before this one as the last episode of the season. To me, it is. (laughs) Then we come into the summary. Oh my god. (laughs) In this episode, everyone is so happy that Adam has been defeated, so the gang decides to stay up late only to fall asleep immediately. They have disturbing, dark, twisted dreams that end up trying to kill them. Is that it? That's it. Oh. <laughs> Final appearance of Oz. Doesn't mention Olivia. Rude. Or Peace Nye. Or Peace Nye. Huh. Overall, I give this episode a 2 out of 10, which in my ratings <gasps> book is terrible. Oh my god. Now, okay, I have so many things to say. So first of all, this does not surprise me. Mm-hmm. This is... I'm surprised we got a TQ. Yes, I was expecting not to have one. This is an episode of subtleties. Teeks is not about (laughs) subtleties, and that's fine. No mention of all of the prophetic nonsense in this Mm -hmm. episode that Teeks, as a marathon watcher of Buffy, should at least have some idea about. So that's a little weird. The idea that Teeks likes Oz (laughs) flies in the face. Of everything. Of data. We have hard data about this. Literal data. You know what I think it is? It's nostalgia playing tricks with Teeks' head. Oz has been gone for most of this season. Oh, Oz is back? How delightful. I forget that I hated Oz, (laughs) says Teeks. (laughs) Good. I like the spite. All right. This season was a roller coaster. It was not the flat plains of season three. Mm-hmm. It wasn't quite the hills and valleys of, I'd even say mountains and valleys of season two. It's not even valleys, like trenches. <laughs> trenches, yes. Deep trenches. I felt like I went through the trenches in that season. How do you feel about this season? It's got a lot of problems, obviously. Mm-hmm. There's a, just an overall tone problem, I think, which is It's the kind of thing that a lot of shows have trouble with when you have your characters in one distinctive location and you have to somehow move some of them to a new distinctive location and you're not really sure how to take the other characters along. And maybe after this season, they think to themselves, hmm, we've done a disservice to some of the male characters on this show. You know, those two male characters we have? Yeah, we need to fix that. I guess mm-hmm. Riley's there. <laughs> Spike is also there. Yeah, but Spike... Spike is not being disservice. No, Spike's there doing what he's supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. being wacky and making fun of them. Right, but it's just... So there are some very high points in this season. Yes. And I think they've they've kind of figured out what some of their characters are very good at Mm -hmm. and given them a lot to do with that. They did a lot for Buffy and Willow. They did a lot for Willow character-wise, especially. Willow went places this season. This is a crazy season for Willow. But yeah, where did Xander go? As we learned in his dream, 
He went to the basement a lot of times. And stayed there. <laughs> yep. He's still in that basement. Where did Giles go? Started singing again. He did. That's good for him. He missed that. It's been a rough season for Giles. Yep. And I'm a real pro-Giles guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would agree with basically all of that. I think we talked about it quite well in episode like 75 of this show. Mm. It was something about Adam. I don't know. We were talking about how the Adam thing got introduced and like they had enough time to <laughs> make that good. Squandered it all. They threw it all away. Yeah. They wasted it. They, they did. really did. And I don't understand why they felt it was necessary to do the things that they did. Maybe they got caught up, and when I say they, I mostly mean Joss, in the idea that this season, their sort of shining moment, well, there's Hush, Mm -hmm. and then they have this wacky plan at the end where they're going to, you know, spin everyone's heads around in the last episode and not do what everyone expects. Yeah. And so they get caught up in that and forget that, they maybe still need to have a spooky villain. Like 20 more episodes of this show have to happen. Yeah. 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 It's uh, it's rough from that. And you can also see the real transitionary period the show was in in the credits. Because we start off with <laughs> yeah. Oz being in the credits. He leaves. We get James Riley. Masters and yep. Mark Lucas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's This is the first season to change anything in the credits. And it changes a lot. And it's just, there are so many things that happen to go from season three to season four. Mm-hmm. Not only are you, so you're splitting up your core group mm-hmm. by having two of them go and still be together all the time. And the other two do question mark and not really have a good way for them. To integrate. Right. Because it's like, oh, Giles has gotten a job as a librarian at the university. <laughs> That's garbage. Yeah. And no one would accept it no. because it'd be garbage. At the same time, Angel <laughs> leaves. And so all of a sudden you have to deal with the idea that, I mean, Buffy needs to have some sort of romantic relationship as the main character of this show, arguably. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of play around with this idea of, Buffy making bad decisions early on. Oh my on. god, I forgot about Parker. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's easy to forget about him. Right. And and just at the beginning of the season they focus so much on like Buffy and Willow are having the college experience. And then once they've had that experience, which takes like what, four episodes? We've got like freshman day, we've got bad roommate, yep. bad sexual decision, yep. bad alcohol decision. Yeah. Uh that's the first five episodes of this, yeah. Yep. There's a Halloween episode in there for good measure. Right, for for Wacky Magic Fun Times. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the first five episodes of the season, literally. And at that point, nothing really relevant to the overall plot has happened. Yeah. Because we don't even introduce the idea of the Inquisition until episode, like, seven? Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> And in between there, we have to be like, oh, Riley's just a normal guy from Iowa. (laughs) Well, we're also losing Cordelia from last season in addition to Angel. Mm -hmm. So we've got a bunch of, like, Anya has to step into the spotlight. So we've got to figure out what to do with her. By the end of the season, we do. But by the beginning, we're not sure. No, we're not really sure with what we're doing with a lot of things or people. Mm -hmm. And... 
Maybe they could have done some better planning. I and don't know. And then, in addition, you're starting up Angel. So we right. used to have all of these resources focused on this one show. Now. now you have them split across two. You want both of them to be a success, so you set up all of these crossovers. Oh, oh, and then you're shoehorning the crossover nonsense. Yeah. And, I mean, the first season of Angel, you're trying to figure out what what is this show. Yeah. And Actually, I was reading when I was reading about the the crossover episode where Buffy goes to mm-hmm. Angel because Faith is there. In the the second episode, when Buffy and Angel have that fight that we briefly see in, in the previously on, there was a quote from Joss being like, "It was at this moment that I figured out what show Angel was." That is deep into That's season deep one. Se- yeah. So it sort of sounds like both shows were trying to figure out what they were now, and. Season five is much, it's a much stronger season than season mm-hmm. four. Yeah. Much stronger. I can fully believe it. There's going to be a bad guy who actually has some motivations. I'm excited for her. <laughs> She's going to be good. Her motivations are not <laughs> complex. No. Nor would I describe them as altruistic. No. But it's not. They're clear. It's not like make army of biomechanical demonoids who will then do question marks. I'm still so angry about that. <laughs> Quickly, from this past season, I'd like a Rose and a Thorn, the best and worst episodes that oh. uh, in your consideration. Interesting. Contenders for the highlights, for me at least, are going to be Hush, obviously. Yep. Superstars out there for me, I would say. Mm. I think I might leave it there. I would argue for Who Are You mm-hmm. because of Sarah Michelle Gellar's performance yeah. solely. Well, and it's just a great idea for yeah. an episode. Maybe I say both together because it's just, it's so something the mayor would do. It's just... Uh, I do love him uh, leaving that for Faith. And it's exactly what he would do. It's so perfect. I think Hush is going to be it for me. Like, at this point, I've just... I've seen Hush so many times. Yeah. It's sort of lost some of its luster, I think. I can fully imagine that. And I'm as a concept, it's it's masterful. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I totally appreciate all of that about it. But as a how much am I enjoying watching this? I think I enjoy watching the double This Year's Girl, Who Are You More? Fair. Good choices. For the negatives, we've got, um, got a couple doozies. We've got Beer Bad, obviously. Yeah. Frequently quoted as the worst episode. Uh, goodbye, Owa. Goodbye, Owa's. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps in the running. And Where the Wild Things Are, which is another of the worst episodes of Buffy ever made. So in the overall aggregate opinion mm-hmm. of whatever the internet <laughs> Where the Wild Things Are is rated lowest of okay. those three. Closely, it's quite close to Beer Bad. And I yeah. mean, Goodbye was down there too. Goodbye was mine because it drove me insane. <laughs> uh. And I think the the attempt at cohesion there really makes it fall apart for me so much more because it's trying to do so many things and failing at all of them. Whereas Beer Bad's trying to do one thing and failing at it. And the thing about Beer Bad and Where the Wild Things Are is they're both pretty light episodes in terms of content. Yeah. They're both... Well, so the, Beer Bad is preaching about drinking underage. <laughs> and they didn't even get paid. Yeah. And then Where the Wild Things Are is preaching about trying to... Uh, or like the perils of trying to repress teenagers. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. But 
I'm actually, I think I'm on your side with Good Biowa <laughs> because it had things to do. Yeah. It did not do those things. <laughs> oh, it did not. It tried to. And like, these are relevant things. Yeah. Like, Maggie dies. <laughs> You can't. And then a bunch of nonsense goes down. And there's so much exposition just being shoved down your throat by Dr. Scientist and the TV. (laughs) Yeah, that's the one that drove me insane. I hate that episode so much. (laughs) I would hate watch it again. (laughs) Drink every time it makes you mad. By the end, you're dead. (laughs) Good times. Okay, season five. Here we go. We're coming into dawn, sun AM. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're calling her, we're right? We're calling her sun AM the <laughs> entire time. On. Yeah, that's what Joss wanted, right? Yeah, that's what he's telling us, sun AM. <sighs> sun AM. The, oh, the weird we just... way that Tara's like holding the sun AM card yeah. too. It's so, ah, uh, it's so weird. I mean, do we call her sun AM because it's easier to say than sun AM? Yeah. Sun yeah, Sunday. I'm okay. Good, 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 good. I just so, I feel so bad for anyone who skips episodes of this podcast. That's fun because we don't explain shit. They can get it by context. I'm sure. sure. Yeah, Sunday's going to come into things. <laughs> uh, I believe that's next episode. I saw the title of the next episode, and mm. I'm extremely excited. <laughs> I don't know whether I should be. I just saw the title, but I'm really excited. Uh, we've got Glory. I don't really remember too much about her other than that she's obviously bad. She's got some sort of helper around with her. He's probably fun. Um, And yeah, uh, you know, things about keys, gates, maybe a giant swirling ball of energy, someone jumping off of something. Who's to say? Noble sacrifices. 730, whatever. Right. And uh, what else? What else do I know? I think that's about it. There are some things... This up in this season, I'm just having a little scroll mm-hmm. that are gonna make you so mad, <laughs> and I'm hyped about them. If I'm being perfectly honest, I'm kind of intrigued, but I'm sure I'll be very angry when they come up. Oh, I believe that Giles is gonna figure out what the fuck he's doing with yeah. the magic box yeah. in next season, so that'll be good. Thank God. Yeah, it's been such a fucking season i expected them to sort that out episode five of this season the idea that giles did not have the magic box yet is absurd it's crazy it's absolutely absurd oh and we're gonna deal with rifi at some point at some point yeah because he's definitely not around for once more a feeling so that's season six they gotta get rid of him by then i think here's what we're gonna do okay this is a little spoilery Mm -hmm. i'm gonna promise you at least one robot (laughs) you're right it did make me mad oh no is it buffy bot who's to say oh god if it's because buffy bot happens at some point and that's gonna make me real angry that's exciting oh no so as you said the at least one robot I mean, I don't want to be too spoilery. There could be multiple robots, right? Who's to say? So far, we've kept ourselves to one robot a season. Ooh, I think that is true. Well, I mean, <laughs> Adam was sort of a robot. Yeah. So it was Forrest by that definition. Oh, yeah, I guess. See, like, how many biomechanical demonoids did he make? But maybe, like, they're each half of a robot. and then... Oh, it adds up? Yeah. Well, we only saw two. That would add up to one whole robot. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> You've somehow convinced me. <laughs> I, I don't feel good about it, though. I've worn you down. Yeah, good. great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one, at least one robot. 
So let's look forward to that. I'm also, I've got no idea what Rifi is going to do now because mm. the Inquisition is shut down. Yeah. That's pretty clear. They swept it all under the rug, you know, government hush up as you do. And then what is he if not a soldier? So they've, they're going to solve Giles's problems. Hopefully they solve Xander's. Hopefully. And then Rifi might be left in the lurch a little bit. But I feel like they have a better idea of what they're doing. <laughs> as a show right so for sure and you would hope that they looked back on this season as we have just done Mm -hmm. and said to themselves hmm we didn't really ever give xander or anya or giles anything to do at any point maybe we should rectify that (laughs) perhaps might be smart yeah i'd be good i'd be in for that yeah all right so next season what is next episode called well i know that um (laughs) netflix already told you it was called buffy versus dracula (laughs) i didn't remember exactly what it was called i knew dracula was in there i love that it's buffy versus dracula i feel like that sets up the tone of it quite nicely yeah it's i think we're gonna have fun Mm -hmm. it's another one of those where it's not like widely loved no but first episodes of the season are so hard to do and as far as first episodes of seasons of this show go mm-hmm. we've had some real duds yeah you know it's things... not hard to excel at the first episode of the season so yeah i think we'll have a pretty good time yeah i'm honestly looking forward to it yeah i think it'll be humorous in a bunch of ways and i'm looking forward to that and like i mean buffy's gonna get the shit kicked out of her because that that's pretty traditional for an early season. That's true. And it's Dracula. Right, you'd he hope sounds that, scary. Yeah, you'd hope that he's at least somewhat scary. Yeah. But it's going to be so nice and romantical and stuff. That's going to be great. Anyway, that will be that. Well, until next time then, uh, you can always reach out to us uh, via email, beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com, or find us on Facebook where all of these 12 pictures will be posted. I'm so sorry, sorry guys. everyone. <laughs> I got out of control. We'll rein it back, maybe. No. <laughs> and if you'd like to talk to us personally, you can always find us on Sphere, mm. which is a social networking app that promises to automate all of that pesky plan making with friends that you do. Mm. They're privacy focused and possibly have a product. I think you can sign up for like a beta right now. All right. Sounds pretty great. Good. Anyway, I'm on there at Sphere of Influence, Michaela. You're about to be so mad at me. I'm so happy that I can see you. I'm on there at Emerald Brome. <laughs> Make sure to hashtag all of those storms. Welcome to the Hellmouths so we knew you storming came from the storming show. And until next time, farewell, farewell from the, the Hellmouth. 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 Hellmouth.